There you are. Come along, Doctor. You're supposed to be in the sick bay. Am I? Don't you mean the infirmary? No, I do not mean the infirmary. I mean the sick bay. You're not fit yet. Not fit? I'm the doctor. No, doctor. I'm the doctor, and I say that you're not fit. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. Look here, doctor. You're not fit. Not you... fit. Not fit. Of course I'm fit. All systems go. Heart speed? I say, I don't think that could be right. Both a bit fast, are they? Well, I don't. Still, must be patient. A new body is like a new house. Takes a little bit of time to settle in. As for the physiognomy, well, nothing's perfect. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking Doctor Who today, every day. And we're really? talking about every day we have a, this podcast, we talk about Doctor Who. So, um, we're talking about a classic Doctor Who episode called Robot. It's by Terrence Dix, and it was 1974. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. So this episode is a first for a lot of things. It's the first Tom Baker episode. He's the Doctor. Um, the beginning of the episode starts off where he's just regenerated. It's actually the, also the first episode where Ian Martyr plays Here's Harry Sullivan. Sullivan. It's not his first episode because he played a different character in Carnival Monsters, but it's definitely uh, his first episode. And it's sort of the beginning of the end of for Unit because um, we still have some Unit episodes throughout the next couple seasons, but it's sort of going in a different direction because up to that point it was the third Doctor in Unit quite a bit. It's kind of like the second to last true Unit story. Because there's uh, Zygons. Zygons. And they then, show up again in sort of in the Android Invasion. Yeah. And then they show up again kind of, sort of, but none of the regulars in the Seeds of Death. Okay, yeah. And then not again until Battlefield, but that's kind of not, not yeah. true, because it's not the true unit. Yeah, so this is sort of, uh, we're getting winding toward the end of the unit stories from the classic series, so... Um, so should we do a synopsis? Yeah, go sure. ahead. So it's the doctor regenerating into his fourth iteration of the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, and they are at unit, and something has broken in and stolen some powerful stuff, and they can't figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're convinced that it's this thing called the think tank and I can't remember the the actor's name who plays the um, or the guy who plays the professor Kettowell oh Edward Burnham he's the um, creator of the robot which they find out is has stolen this stuff the title of the episode is a bit of a spoiler I know yeah. robot the idea that there was a robot yeah I wasn't really giving anything away um, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of effects in this episode, a lot of special effects, I don't know if you noticed or not, but, um, they probably weren't the best. <laughs> but for 1974. Maybe, but, uh, um, one of the things you have to remember when we're American fans, and for two of us anyways, and, this, um, and maybe more so me, 
Um, I don't know when the, when you started watching the show, what episodes were available to you? Tom Baker. Just Tom Baker. Okay, same here. And Robot would have been maybe the first for a lot of people. It wasn't my first, but it was an early episode. It wasn't my first. I, I caught the last five minutes of it, and then my first was Ark in Space. Okay. The next one. I, I was deep into it. I, um, my brother says our first episode was Underworld, and I don't remember specifically watching that, but it was on a really fuzzy channel out of Boston, so it was... But 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 when I sat down to watch it, and I go, I'm going to watch every episode in order, and I'm really going to pay attention this time or whatever, this was when it came to PBS, and the first episode would have been Robot. This would have been the first right. one I kind of... But I had seen a lot of them. I'd seen Robot before, but I watched it again on Pill 57 and I, in episode format, and um, not out of Channel 9 out of New York. But anyways... Um, what do you guys think of uh, the the fourth Doctor? Is the first, is this, is it's this not the fourth Doctor that you're that you're really used to. He's it's kind of there, but it's not. It's kind of a little bit more goofy, but he does become a little bit more serious in the next episode. He's a little bit more aloof. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, you know, it was. But it was the first episode. Sort of there. amusing to see him regenerate. You know, he did the whole. They always seem to do the whole thing with their hair and their ears and their nose and their, you know. Yeah. Surprised at what they look like when they see themselves. In the I hair. did like the nod back to Pertwee when the key was in the shoe. Uh huh. That was kind of neat. Yeah. I'd forgotten that they did that. I, I um. I, I like Tom Baker a lot because of his. How he, so eccentric he is, and he always comes up with these lines. He has so many good lines in the show. And um, one of the things I, I noticed right away is he, like, why is a mouse, what, what's the, you know... He's telling of the jokes, really. Yeah, why, jokes. Is the mouse, why is a mouse when it spins? And he's like, there's no such word as, as can't. And then later on he's like, I can't do that or whatever. And there's a lot of stuff like that which I thought was really... Towards part four, he's more like yeah. the fourth Doctor. But but don't forget, Terrence Dix wrote this one while he was writing, still doing John Pertwee, because back then, Terrence Dix always says, the script writer for the past last series will write the first story for the new co incoming crew, which happens to be, you know, Tom Baker and all of them. Yeah. And they filmed this the same time they were filming... Uh, kind of spires so Nicholas Courtney and Elizabeth Slater went back and forth. Okay. I didn't know that. It's kind of a weird one. That's why it, it was mostly all unit-based. I like when the Brigadier walks in and sees the Doctor when he's changed his costume. He goes, you, you've changed. And, he, and the Doctor goes, not again, you know, looking for a mirror or whatever. Like, uh, I, I just like the, you know, one of the things I don't like about the new series is humor, but this is and the, another episode we'll, we'll review later is a prime example of how everyone in the cast is really serious, especially the bad guys, but the Doctor's the one who's sort of the one that's goofy, and, and he comes in later on in the episode, and they're having a big meeting, and they're going to kill Sarah Jane or whatever, and he just goes in and goes up to the microphone and starts talking and acting like a total goof, and it, it really makes the bad guys mad, and of course it, it adds to that level of like here comes the the rebel 
the the sort of the the rebel character that comes in and just sort of you know messes up with everything that's going on, which which is one of the appeals to the show. I think when we were first watching it, the t especially with Tom Baker, because he did that all the time, and each Doctor does it to their own degree. The first Doctor is more, you know, he comes up with a couple of speeches and stuff, and the second Doctor is a more of a goofy character or whatever. But I, I, you know, watching Tom Baker again in these episodes, it's like, you know, he might be my favorite Doctor. I always say Patrick Troughton, but Tom Baker's pretty close. I really liked it. You liked this episode, or you just liked it because it was the new Tom Baker? Well, I mean, he's most of every, every, and this is true with Capaldi's episodes a lot, every time he's on screen, Tom Baker sort of makes it better. Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching this episode, I'm, I'm like enjoying every one of his segments and stuff. You couple that with one of the best companions ever, Elizabeth uh, um, Sladen. Elizabeth Sladen as, as um... Sarah Jane. <laughs> oh my god. Um... And, and and there's some really good stuff, and I love the relationship they have with with uh, the brigadier. And Benton's always good as usual. And uh, was that the doctor? No, that's no, Harry. Ben Benton is the the, the second the sergeant. The second in command. Yeah, and okay. he, he's a fairly regular character throughout the third Doctor. But this is, is this is the last episode. No, he's in the Android invasion. Okay, but he's not really in the Android invasion. <laughs> No, he is because oh, there's they're both. There's two yeah. Bens. There's two Harrys. Okay. There's two Doctors. There's two yeah. Stones. And uh, uh, Harry Sullivan is the Doctor, and he's the the the, the Doctor, and he's going to travel with them for a short period of time. He's a companion now and everything. So, oh, okay. um, he was actually cast before they cast the Doctor, because they were going to go in a different direction than Tom Baker. They're going to have Harry as a Doctor, and they're going to have an older. Gentleman, they would. The, the thought was to have him watching over the older person, but that's because you know he's gone real quick. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't. It was. He was actually. It was the idea was kind of like an older William Hartnell type. And okay. Then, and then they changed their mind and went different directions. Oh, that's a good idea. I don't know why they would have done that. It seems kind of silly. Um. I have to say, I make fun of the music in the new series a lot because it's loud and overbearing. So it's only fair that I have to make fun of the classic series, and this is a lot Did of I Tom. Make fun of Dudley Simpson. Well, a lot of Tom Baker era music, and maybe a little bit of John Pertwee. The music is is it's it's kind of silly, but it's loud, and and sometimes it's not good. I mean, I like the moody music, but when it's the silly music, it's... I like the robot music. Yeah, this, the robot music's good in this, and like other, you know... I shouldn't say it's bad, but it, that's the same thing with Murray Gold, though. There's really good music throughout the series, but then there's a lot of stuff that... Do you have to have music every five minutes? You, you know, and I think it, that happened in this this one, too, with Robot. I, I just... was one scene where I was like, come on, let's just... I didn't really notice. Yeah. I didn't notice the music, but I hardly ever do unless it's completely, like I can't, unless I can't hear the people talking. Yeah. I just don't, pay, I mean, sometimes I do when it's like obvious, okay, we're playing the dramatic music to lead us down to feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice it in this so much. Yeah. It was not as obtrusive as okay. I have found it in other shows. I don't, but 
that's not high on my list of things to complain about. I have other things to complain about. Oh, okay. So, so this story I thought was okay. Um, I, there's a couple of stretches. It's one of the better first uh, doctor stories to introduce a doctor. I mean, come on, it's better than Twin Dilemma. Yeah, better than Twin Dilemma. It's better than Unearthly Child. That, the whole caveman scene. Yeah, I guess so. It's not better than Spearhead. I like Spearhead a lot. I see, yeah, but it's not robots. Oh, not I, see, I see. It's it's uh, Time and Ronnie. It's better than that. Yeah. Casper Valva. Maybe not the same. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's it, better it, than New Earth. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so um, th there's a couple of stretches. The the device that uh, the disintegrator gun is too powerful. The doctor said something like it could cut through the moon or something like that. What's well, like. Do you need nuclear weapons when you have a weapon like that? Why don't you just mass produce that weapon and use that instead? There, there seem to be a lot of, and that happens in the show a lot. And you kind of you try to ignore it maybe, but there seemed to be too much stretched on that. Well, that's um, what Terrence Dix always did. He always over exaggerated a lot of the times when he made weapons and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're very defensive of this. <laughs> so, well, um, I like it. I think it's I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> just, it. It's like King Kong. Yeah. It's exactly what I wrote down in my notes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's King Kong. It becomes King Kong. And that's Kong. what Terrence Dix does. He does another one that's like Frankenstein yeah. when we get to that. Yeah. And then I, I don't mind when authors do that, but or writers do that, but... Um, it was so patently obvious, though. Yeah. I mean, he sticks her on the roof. She's clinging to the chimney. And uh, it was just... I don't know. I, I but that's what Doctor Who has done a lot, at least in the classic series, is is take from the classic stuff from the 30s and 40s and stuff like that because that was the stuff that those the writers read when they were growing up and so they put that into their lot time into their stories yeah yeah i don't have a problem with that i mean I, one of the wor worst special effects is when he, he picks up sarah it's just you know yeah, yeah. i mean but you can I, you, like, you look past that if the story is okay i mean okay yeah no, i i know i agree but uh, um so I was thinking about this earlier today. It's difficult because a lot of these fans love these shows, especially this is one of the first shows we watched, and we weren't kids though, and so I was. Well, okay. Well, you're also older than a lot older than me. A lot. Well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Not that and, much older. No, right? but um, <laughs> but it was one of those things where there's a little bit of nostalgic that comes in because. Um, you, you kind of remember it as you were first watching it and everything, and it's not as... A, I was an adult at the time, so I was not, like, totally captivated with it. I was, like, sitting there aware that the effects were bad, aware, you know, that some of the science didn't make any sense. Like, the living metal and growing really big is kind of hard to stomach when it happened, and, and even more so now, I'm like, you know, okay, I don't totally get that, but... Maybe at the time I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, but um, we said it before, there's a lot of science in this show, it's this bad science, you know. Yes, it's not, it was there's no definitely qualified yeah, it's <laughs> bad science. Yeah, but you're not supposed to, oh, that can't happen. I know, but you're... You, you just sit there and you watch and like, oh, okay, and then they explain why it happened. You guys are Even, always complaining about how it's bad science in the new episodes. And no, 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 uh, so no. We're not complaining about the bad science. I, mean, I complain because it's a, it's a fantasy. Moffat is more fantasy, and he stays away from the science completely. Not always, but he, and it's explanation of how characters get from point A to point B. 
I don't care. Russell T. Davis, well, the new, new, new Earth, I complain about that science, mm -hmm. but I complain about the science in the, in the old show, too, right? I just did. I think this is the first time I've ever heard you do it. <laughs> Well, I you really haven't have watched many that had actual science in it. The Pertry ones have a lot of science in it. Yeah. Okay. I just think it should. You might be right. I think it should stick to either. You just have to accept it as just being a fantasy show and not a sci-fi show, because it's not really a sci-fi show. It's a show about people. They just happen to be able to travel in space. Yeah. Well, a classic show was more about the stories. I think it was less about the people. Like so, um, another negative about this was. In the new show, when something happens, like a regeneration or something, the characters react realistically, I think, for the most part. Mm -hmm. they, they have reactions, they don't trust the doctor or whatever. When it happened in this episode, like, Sergeant Benton goes in and goes, well, who, what's yeah, that? Yeah, but they a, know a because of the three doctors. I, I know that, but it's like the doctor... They know because they've met... Yeah, but Benton then goes, well, here's the reports. You know, the, Wouldn't Benton be like, is he okay? I mean... Y you know what happened? Because Benton doesn't know what happened. It just was like, let's get on to the next episode. And the show always did that. It didn't go into the emotion as much. Um, <laughs> why am I bashing? Uh, this this whole uh, session is going to be bashing classic shows and, and praising the new one. But the Brigadier is used to. I mean, it's that's you know. He's, I know, I know, but. Um, well, if you go to Spearhead from Space, to, uh, you have that, because the Brigadier didn't know that that was the Doctor General. But, you know, they spent like five years with the third Doctor, and they met other Doctors, so they kind of yeah. know what happens. Well, they just seem to, to and they did take quicker Tom than Baker, or the fourth Doctor, to the sick bay, or infirmary, yeah. whatever. Oh, okay, well. They're uh, just a hater. I like the line <laughs> of... Um, I, I know which line I like. Well, the, the one with the, the where they decided Britain would be the uh, neutral territory that would have the codes. Because everybody like, else is foreign. Everybody else is foreign, right? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Because the doctor always does that with... He, John Pertwee does it all the time with the Brigadier. He's always kind of like, that's right, Brigadier, go in there with your guns and kill everyone. You know, and, he, and he's still being sarcastic toward him. But the first cliffhanger was very much like the Daleks where you see a point of view of a Dalek going toward Barbara in the Daleks. This was a point of view of the robot going toward Sarah Jane, and she didn't scream like Barbara did, but I kind of, I kind of thought that was kind of neat, because, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so what didn't you like? What what else about it? Um, I, I didn't care for the storyline at all. I mean, okay. I just thought it was kind of silly. Uh, and I one thing I don't understand, and maybe you guys can clarify this why do they spend like the first 45 seconds to minute and a half recapping what happened the week like not even recapping just replaying what happened at the end of the last episode because it was a week later and they were just they were sh they were reminding they really pe think people don't can't remember well there might be people who didn't watch it either i mean yeah it's a week later what all the shows or in this case it was like a couple months later because you go from Planet of Spiders well, to... Well, he's, yeah. he's talking about, like, I'm talking about this one. Oh, they always recap the... We always recap the... the they sometimes go back a long ways. Sometimes they go back two, three minutes. Yeah. And it's like... And I was... Because I was running out of time today, I was fast-forwarding through those. But, um... I think they just want to recap the cliffhanger. Yeah, well, the shows today, they go previously on... Wait, but it's like a couple of scenes. 
Yeah, well, this is just kind of... They, instead, they don't have previously on Doctor Who. They just show you that last clip, and it's just a way you know, of I've been watching Luke Cage, and they always do the recap, and it seems like it's two or three minutes to recap. Oh, they recap it? Yeah, and w w what else was I watching that does that, too? Some do that, but oh, especially when uh, it's Discovery did the same thing. They, they recap at least two or three, two minutes of what happened in the last couple episodes. Okay. Well, let's I mean, go with the previously on. Yeah. If something continued, well, it's a it's a serial, so that's all serials did that back in the in the day. They always yeah. had that last couple of minutes from the previous one, and sometimes they redid it. But like these, I think were direct. You know, they took the f actual footage and just added it onto it. But in the in the William Hartnell and Patrick Troughton eras, especially, they would actually film new scenes. Mm -hmm. So they would have a. a a scene where, like, let's say a Dalek comes out of a closet and the Doctor has a reaction. The next time they film the next episode, they redo that scene with a Dalek coming out of the closet. And so it's a little bit different sometimes. It's huh. a different angle or whatever. And there is, in the war games, there was one where there's like, just like a machine. Like, I forget what the machine is. And the cliffhanger is, they go, go, go away, the machine is there. The next time they do it, they go, he picks up the machine this time and off he goes. Oh, okay. They fixed the mistake from the previous episode. Oh. I think I just thought it was a little bit over the top. Yeah. You know, when the robot collapses in grief because he's shot. That was great! <laughs> oh. That's the best thing! Oh, I've killed the first man who's created me! And he's like, plonk! <laughs> That's like, great! Oh, oh come on! It's ridiculous. It's yeah, but you watch it to, ha to enjoy it and have fun, and you see something like that, and you just laugh because it's funny. I did funny. laugh. I, like, I, <laughs> I did laugh, but yeah, that's got to be the best scene <coughs> that Michael Kilgraf ever did. <laughs> the um, uh, um, the robot design is is I'm divided right down the middle because I think a, some of it looks really cool, like the head and the torso part. The, the arms, the feet, and the arms the were the ridiculous. Arms are bad. When 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 they were getting a, there's a scene that I, I remember thinking it was pretty action packed, and watching it now, I'm like, I couldn't help but laugh. When they were trying to escape from the think tank, and the soldiers were, sh the unit was shooting at them. The there was a the guy hiding behind the robot as they were shooting. He wasn't hiding behind the robot. He was helping him down the stairs because the robot couldn't, couldn't walk. go down the stairs. So he's like sitting there guiding him down there, and it's like so obvious. How about the the toy, <laughs> the model remote control tank? That tank. Thing was bad. <laughs> Come even, on, you. Even as a kid, you must have thought that was horrible too. But I, I don't I, remember. It was. I watched it, and I was. How old was I? I was. It was in seventy eight, seventy nine when I watched it. So it was eighties for me. Yeah. So it was. Um, I was... I was between 10 and 13. I was a teenager, so I was probably close to the same age, maybe, as you were, but... It never, I never dawned on, on it until I watched it later as an adult. Yeah. But... It, it, I just love that scene. It's so funny, you see this little toy tank coming in. <laughs> okay, it's part of the charm. I know, it's an ambitious show, and they try to do a lot, and... I, I didn't watch it today and yesterday. I was watching part of it yesterday. I, I didn't sit there and say these are bad special effects. I just, I, I knew, you know, you know, I knew what I, I, I could. I was imagining you watching it. Go, oh come on, you know. <laughs> we'll wait till we get to Invasion of the Dinosaurs. You <laughs> want bad special effects? Yeah, there's some shows that are just. I'm, I'm sure you'll be a big fan of Web of Fear, or uh, not Web of Fear, um, the Web Planet. The Web Planet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyways. Um, 
the effects get worse when the robot gets big, obviously, but, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of that stuff I can look past, because, you know, of the time that it is. I don't expect yeah. them to be great. Even watching some of the new, like, the older new episodes, you can see mm -hmm. the special effects. Yeah. You know, probably when I was watching them, that was as good as it was. Mm -hmm. But now, eight, ten years later, eh, you know. Yeah. But, uh, and so I can deal with that more. This was, what, 80... 78? 74. 74? So, you know, it, it was... It, what, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I didn't expect it to be great. Um, but well, it, it was the plot. I mean, it was it literally was the plot. Was just, I thought it was fine. You know, it was like a, a simple like story. It's like an, almost like a, a, a re reference to like the Nazis or something like that, trying to... Yeah, I, that I, I got. Yeah, definitely. I was waiting for them in, their, in that meeting to start having some yeah, they, salute. She was salute. kept doing this, but she was pointing. She was pointing, and, 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 yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think part of the problem is that the villains are so one-dimensional. Yeah. And Well, the human villains are, usually. I mean... The alien villain, villains can be, too. But, you know, the Daleks just want to kill everybody. Well, the, ro the robot had a lot The robot had a lot more... Nuance to him than, than the human villains did. You know, even they also had conflict too because he was questioning his programming a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan when the unit when they have fight scenes and they're fighting hand to hand combat with unit. They do a pretty good job for the most part. For the most part, um, you, it's the same. Like sometimes the, the same actor is playing a unit soldier is battling. The other same actors because they have only a few stuntmen, but in, in this episode they had a you know one thing I thought was really impressive there was a scene where the, you see a robot in the forefront and you see the unit soldiers on the on the stairs and the robot walks over and picks up two of the unit soldiers and they're like he just Shaking he them. just does this and then they're like stuck on his hands or something so he's doing this and they fall down I I thought that was pretty neat I I, I was like I like the one that gets stepped on. <laughs> uh, not except for the fact that his head comes up at it's just it, you know it's a little terrifying, but that scene that was a little bit right before that when the unit soldiers are shooting at them, when they throw the grenades, it's really bad because they're like, <laughs> and the grenade goes two feet in front of them, but you're not supposed to notice the grenade just yeah, landed. Yeah, because they have the explosives that they're setting off. Yeah, the controlled explosion. But but they're not like they're supposed to throw the grenades at the robot and. They don't want to throw them too far, probably, because they'll hit the camera crew or something like that. So they end up just throwing it like two feet, and it lands in front of them. Yeah. And it doesn't blow up in front of them because they're they're not supposed to see that part. Like when they threw a grenade at the machine gun um, thing, it, it, it hit a tree. It was right over there, but the, and then the piece of cardboard blew up. And well, yeah, I those are the, the little the stuff like that. What are they? Know. Smoke bombs or something that they're using? Oh yeah. Flash bombs. It it's pretty bad. Yeah. But you know. It's like Star Wars. Nobody dies in Star Wars, even though there's 87,000 rounds of fire being exchanged. Well, they did this time. Yeah, a lot of unit soldiers get killed in this one. There's there's quite a few, quite a bit of violence in this. One gets stepped on. One gets disintegrated. <laughs> the tank gets disintegrated. Two of them get thrown on the ground by the giant robot. Mm -hmm. They get. I like to <laughs> fall back to the wood. But that one guy doesn't fall They're back to the wood. I'm gonna. And he's still I'm crouching down. And just he's, shoot he's at not him. behind anything. He's crouching down, and it's like oh, I'm not gonna retreat to the woods. So I'm gonna get disintegrated. <laughs> Terry Walsh was in this episode. He was a stunt man. 
He was in. He was also. Oh yeah, he was in Pit too. Yeah, he was in Richard <laughs> the Pit. And uh, so it was weird how and he's in a lot of episodes. Yeah, so he's on like, Baker's stunt double. Yeah, that, well, that he was Pertwee's stunt double until they just stuck a wig on him. I thought. Um, I thought someone else was Tom Baker's stunt. I thought Terry Walsh was maybe. He could be wrong. It, 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 it probably was one? both. Yeah, he just had to wear a wig. Yeah, he wore both. He had to wear a wig both times, but. Um. So kind of a eh, story, you know. I did not love it. I will yeah. have to say. Yeah. Oh come on! It wasn't that eh story. It was simple. It's gonna be tough to get me well, to like it. You look at it. It's a simple story to start off with a new doctor to get people into it to watch. You don't want to overcomplicate things. You know, nice simple story. And they yeah. didn't spend too long on the doctor being post regenerative shock and all that. They didn't spend like half or three quarters of the episode on it. Like they do in the new series, where he's like out of it for the majority of the episode. I, I, I thought um, it was only Tenet they did that with. Oh no, it was Capaldi too. Yeah, they just there wasn't a whole lot of Doctor and Sarah Jane in this. A little bit, um, so their chemistry, which I think might be better than John Pertwee and Sarah Jane. Um, oh yeah, the third it, 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 It's. It's a work in progress, and, and they, they don't quite gel just correct. And when I watch these shows, I, I hate to do this because I don't want to do this to any show, but I watch it and I try to see how Tom Baker is reacting with everyone because we hear stories that Tom Baker had was very difficult, and William Hartnell as well, but Tom Baker got really ridiculous. Towards the end. Toward the end, but it, I, I could see where it was kind of like, I can see where he would be really annoying even on day one probably because he was a star and everything, and he sort of... You know, he kept changing. You was know, he a big name when he? No, he was working on a construction site. He was building a building. Wow! And he went to the uh, audition, and they, he nailed the audition, obviously. And then he went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> and he was on. There's pictures of him in the construction site. They're all having coffee, congratulating him for getting the part. Huh? Yeah, he used to. He was in stuff before that, though, right? He was, but he wasn't. Well known yeah, actor or, break game, or, or game. I mean, he was actually working on a construction scene. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have fond memories of watching this, but I, I, I don't remember. Like, I'm sure kids and in, in people in the UK, when they watched this, they were probably like, ooh, cool, you know, and, and really into it and stuff like that. And I'm just well, this was there in the, the height of all the popularity when, when the ratings were high. Yeah. And at least the last five minutes of this one got me to watch the next one, and yeah. then I watched. Then the rest was history. So if it wasn't for Robot, a lot of us probably wouldn't be Doctor yeah, Who fans. That's true. At least and, in America. And it was kind of weird watching it because I don't remember when I watched this episode. I don't remember if I knew what the hell was going on at the beginning of this one. That when they they showed well, us. Well, for me, I saw down. the last five minutes, so I never saw the regeneration until. Legopolis. So you already knew what was going on. Okay, because see... No, I didn't I didn't know. I just thought it was always just Tom Baker until we got to Legopolis and then all of a sudden Peter Davison showed up. Okay. Well, see, for me it was a little bit different because I had watched a, Tom Baker, I had watched many of his episodes over and over and over again from Robot to Invasion of Time. It's stuck in a time loop. It wouldn't go past Invasion of Time. And at the time, I would do research. I started well, you, finding those when magazines and stuff. you first started watching, it was still the 70s, right? Yeah. So they probably hadn't shown a lot from the Invasion of Time onward on BBC yet. Yeah, because they, they were still filming them. Yeah. They were relatively new. They weren't, they weren't brand new because we were still 
but even after the second or third cycle, we were still waiting to get past that invasion of time. And they were they announced Peter Davison, but we were still on invasion of time. They finally went past that, but um, I don't remember. Did they go past that when it was on PBS? No. Initially? They went all through Legopolis, and then back to yeah. Robot. Okay. And then we got the Peter Davison one, because it was towards... And appear but, but I had um, in the late seventies, I had read magazines, and I saw, like a, they said, Doctor Who and a picture of of three actors, and I'm like, who are these people? See, I, I had no clue because there yeah. was no magazines. It wasn't until the second time around, when the comic book store in the Hoyle Mall in the Hampshire Mall, we started going. When I got older, and we started going. Okay. Where my parents actually would take me there. <laughs> and I had seen after watching Tom Baker for a while, I had seen a good portion of the three doctors at a convention, my first convention I ever went to, and I, I said, oh, there's a Doctor Who episode, and, and the title doesn't sound familiar, the three doctors, what's that? And I started, I was watching it, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? That's, I bought a magazine, and it showed me everything about it, and I'm like, okay, now I'm understanding, but you have to wonder, for some people, they were like, what? What's that? And nothing well, it wasn't until the 20th, that big 20th anniversary magazine came out. Yeah. That was sort of the eye-opener for That was the eye-opener, because I, I knew it went from Tom Baker to Peter Davison, but I didn't know about the others. Yeah. Until the five doctors. And I was just like, whoa. So, okay, anything else about this one? Nope. Okay, thanks for listening.